Welcome to the Robert J. Morgan Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping you believe and cherish the Bible and to learn and love Christian history and hymnody. I'm your producer, Joshua Rowe, introducing your host, Robert J. Morgan. Recently, Rob completed a teaching series entitled Save, Sing, and Share the Hymns. This course will teach you how the book of Psalms was arranged and motivate you to create a personal hymn book inside your mind. You'll also journey alongside a young music minister as Rob guides him through 60 classic hymns we should never lose. This unique course includes a downloadable guide to the book of Psalms, live music samples of select hymns, and a bonus interview with worship professor Vernon Whaley. For a limited time, we're offering this nine-session online course at a 50% discount. Visit robertjmorgan.com and click on the Courses link to find and enroll in this self-paced study using any computer or mobile device. And now here's your host, Robert J. Morgan. My wife Katrina and I had one pattern in common. We were very, very different, but we had one pattern in common, and it made all of the difference in our marriage. More about that in just a moment, but welcome to this podcast. I'm so glad that you've joined us again. I'm interrupting my series of studies through the book of Acts to spend a few weeks talking about the nature of biblical promises and the wonder of the Word of God. This is because of the release of my new book, God Works All Things Together for Your Good. This is the treatment on the book of Romans, chapter 8, verse 28, that people so desperately need. It is the study of this greatest of promises that says we know that all things work together for good uh, for those who love the Lord and for those who are called according to His purpose. There are a couple of interesting conditions to that verse, but they are wonderful conditions, and the promise itself is superb. This is the promise that converts and redeems every situation in life. Where God turns things for good, he turns curses into blessings. So if you'd like to know more about Romans 8.28, study it in depth with me, then we have all of this available for you at my website, robertjmorgan.com. And we have a book, we have a study guide, we have a video series. Uh, You can use it for your small groups, you can use it for big groups, you can use it for church pulpit campaigns. You can give this book to other people, it'll be a tremendous encouragement to them. And you can use it, of course, for your own study. And with the promo code Romans 828, there is a discount to your order with the Romans 828 material. Now, getting back to Katrina and me, She was mentored by those, especially a lady named Antoinette Johnson in Florida, who had a big influence on her, to have her devotions every day. And I was mentored at Columbia Bible College to do the same. We both learned to start every day with 15, 30, 45 minutes, sometimes even an hour in our personal devotional time. And this truly became the most important habit in both of our lives. We didn't have our devotions together, although we prayed together at night before bedtime. But she would go to her desk, I would go to my desk, and we would spend time in fellowship with the Lord. And as we did that, we discovered His promises. Well, Romans 8.28 is a wonderful promise. It's, in some ways, the culminating promise of the Bible, as I explain in my book. But it's not the only promise, and there are so many different promises that we discover through our daily Bible reading. 
And today I want to ask you to turn with me to the book of Proverbs chapter 8, which is just a phenomenal description of Scripture. It is the Bible describing itself. And it begins really with the wisdom of God. Proverbs chapter 8 verse 1 says, does not wisdom call out? Well, wisdom is an attribute of God. God is wise, and his wisdom comes out of his omniscience. Omniscience means that God possesses total knowledge. He knows everything. He knows everything about the created order. He knows everything about the furthest reaches of the universe. He knows everything about the multiple dimensions of the universe. He knows everything beyond the universe. He knows everything that has ever occurred in time to this point. He knows instantly, thoroughly, immediately what is happening right now everywhere in the entire cosmos. He knows the future. He knows things that are very large, such as the terrain and the chemical makeup of the biggest uh, bodies in the uh, universe. He knows things that are very small. He perfectly understands and creating created the atom with its moving parts. He knows everything throughout all of eternity. He knows things that are past. He knows things that are future. And he knows contingencies. For example, he knows what would happen if this happened, or what would happen if that happened. He knows the domino effects of every decision forever. So he possesses total, absolute knowledge. But he also knows how to use that knowledge for total and absolute good, and that is wisdom. So his wisdom flows out of his knowledge. He never makes mistakes. He never makes a questionable decision, and he never makes a rash promise. His word is absolutely trustworthy and true. So here you have an attribute of God, omniscience, and that sub-attribute of wisdom, and his omniscience and his wisdom are distilled for us human beings and codified in this book, the Holy Bible. And according to Proverbs chapter 8, the Bible is, first of all, the wisdom of God contained in the Bible is available. So let's go back to verse 1. Does not wisdom call out? Does not understanding raise her voice? At the highest point along the way where the paths meet, she takes her stand. Beside the gate leading into the city, at the entrance, she cries aloud, To you, O people, I call out, I raise my voice to all mankind. Now, here wisdom is personified as a woman who is walking through the streets, standing on the corners, and begging people to accept what she has absolutely free, to receive it, and to enjoy it. God makes his wisdom available to us, and he cries out to us to discover it, to read it, to ponder it, to take advantage of it, to enjoy it. It is absolutely available, and whenever you open your Bible, you're opening a book that is overflowing and brimming with wisdom. So verses 1 through 4 say that this wisdom from God, his own wisdom that flows from his own omniscience, is available at our level to us at every moment. Now, verse 5 says that this wisdom is also very beneficial. 
You who are simple, gain prudence. You who are foolish, set your hearts on it. We can set our hearts on the things that we learn about from the wisdom of God flowing from his omniscience as we discover them in the Bible. And this reminds me of Colossians chapter 4, or rather Colossians chapter 3, verse 1, that says that since we have been raised with Christ, we should set our hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. We should set our minds on things above, not on earthly things, for we died and our lives are hidden with Christ in God. Here in Proverbs, it says that we should set our hearts on wisdom because as we study the wisdom of God in the Bible, as we do it consistently day after day, as we grow in it, then we develop prudence. And prudence is the ability to make prudent decisions, to live wisely, to regulate our lives in a way that reflects what God has best for us, to not overreact, not to underreact, not to overspend, not to underspend, but just to live life very wisely and in a morally upright way. You who are simple gain prudence. You who are foolish set your hearts on it. And then verses 6, 7, 8, and 9 tell us that this wisdom that is distilled in the Bible, which is available to us, and which is beneficial and gives us prudence, is also absolutely trustworthy. It says in verse 6, Listen, for I have trustworthy things to say. Now imagine that God, or just imagine, really visualize, that Jesus Christ is sitting across the table from you, and this is what he says. Listen, for I have trustworthy things to say. I will open my lips to speak what is right. My mouth speaks what is true, for my lips detest wickedness. All the words of my mouth are just, and none of them is crooked or perverse. To the discerning, all of them are right. They are upright for those who who have found knowledge. Now, just circle, if you have your Bible open, these um, adjectival descriptions um, of the Scripture— trustworthy, right, true, just, nothing crooked, nothing perverse, right, and knowledge. This is what the Bible gives to us because this is the way that God speaks. He says in Isaiah, my ways are not your ways, my thoughts are not your thoughts, but as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. But he says, as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and returns not thither, but waters the earth and makes it bring forth seed for the sower and bread for the eater, so is my word, my higher thoughts that are above your thoughts. It comes down to you one drop at a time, one word at a time, and the scripture and every word is trustworthy. So we've found here in Proverbs chapter 8 that God's wisdom is available to us in verses 1 through 4. It is beneficial to us in verse 5. It is trustworthy and absolutely dependable in verses 6, 7, 8, and 9. And the next two verses, 10 and 11, speak of its value. The Bible that we hold in our hands is our most valuable treasure. It says in verse 10, Choose my words, my instruction, instead of silver, 
knowledge rather than choice gold. For wisdom is more precious than rubies, and nothing you desire can compare with her. Now, think of all of the things you might desire. You might desire diamonds with your jewelry. You might desire very big bank accounts. You might desire to uh, drive luxury cars. You might desire to have several homes. You might desire to have a around-the-world vacation. You might desire to have perfect health. You might desire to have a lot of things, but nothing that you can desire compares with this book that you hold in your hand. It is better than silver, gold, rubies, and anything that you can desire. So the Word of God, His wisdom, the distillation of His omniscience for us is available, it is beneficial, it is trustworthy, and it is extraordinarily valuable and precious. And then fifthly, we learn, beginning with verse 12, that as we read and study this book, it teaches us how to live. It says in verse 12, Proverbs 8, 12, I, wisdom, dwell together with prudence. I possess knowledge and discretion. To fear the Lord is to hate evil. I hate pride and arrogance, evil behavior, and perverse speech, counsel and sound judgment are mine, for I have insight, I have power. Knowing the scripture gives us power. It teaches us knowledge and discretion. It helps us to make wise decisions and to avoid wrong ones. It teaches us the proper hatred of evil. It helps us to overcome pride and arrogance. It helps us to correct habits and to overcome evil behavior. And it keeps our mouths working correctly because it corrects perverse speech. It gives us godly counsel from the great counselor and sound judgment and insight. And all of these represent a life of power. What I'm telling you here from Proverbs 8 is that if you are a diligent student of the Bible and you know that his wisdom is available, it's beneficial, and it's trustworthy, and you value it as your most valuable possession, then it will teach you how to live. It will teach you also how to rule, that is, how to occupy positions of authority, how to lead, and that's verses 15 and 16. By me, kings reign and rulers issue decrees that are just. By me, princes govern, and nobles, all who rule on earth. Anyone who is in any position of authority, the head of a home, the head of a business, the head of a department, the head of a division, the head of a military force, the head of a government, the head of any institution, the head of anything, the head of a committee, you will do so much better, be so much wiser, and have so much more influence if you are absolutely immersed in Scripture and saturated with the truth of the Word of God because you will be reflecting His wisdom. And finally, here, the teachings of the Bible show us how to thrive, just how to thrive in life. Verse 17, I love those who love me, and those who seek me will find me. With me are riches and honor, enduring wealth and prosperity. My fruit is better than fine gold. What I yield surpasses choice silver. I walk in the ways of righteousness along the paths of justice, bestowing a rich inheritance on those who love me and making their treasuries full. 
Now, there may be a literal dimension to this, and that if you live a godly life, you will be wiser about managing your money. But I think it's also true to say that there is a certain metaphorical truth here, which is really not that metaphorical. We live, our lives are enriched in every way, not just financially, but they are enriched every way, not only for time, but for eternity. And as it relates to our inheritance, having to do with our heavenly inheritance, our lives are enriched by every promise and every word of Scripture. And I remember some years ago when I went to Fort Campbell and they were giving some of the soldiers copies of my book, The Red Sea Rules, and I said a few words, and then the commandant got up, or the commander, I forget his exact rank or position, but he told these men that as they shipped off to Iraq and they would be separated with their families, that they shouldn't think about surviving, but about thriving. He said, this is a time for your families to thrive, for you to thrive, for our nation to thrive. Don't just consider this a matter of surviving, consider it a matter of thriving. And I've never thought about his words. Life is a battle zone, and we have a lot of difficulty. But whatever it is, when we have the Bible in our hands and in our heart, we will thrive. Now, the next paragraph of Proverbs 8 talks about the eternal nature of this book. And I'm not going to read these verses. Many people think that really it is a picture portrait of Jesus Christ. But I think instead it's a picture portrait of the wisdom of God that flows from his omniscience and is distilled in his word. It was there at the beginning. It will be there throughout eternity future. And so we have this very picturesque poem from verses 22 through 31 in the um, eternal nature of this wisdom. But now we come to the conclusion. And this is a wonderful passage here, verses 22 through 36, that remind us that tapping into God's omniscient wisdom through his distilled book, the Bible, is something we should do every single day. So look at Acts chapter 8, verse 32. Now then, my children, listen to me. Blessed are those who keep my ways. Listen to my instruction and be wise. Do not disregard it. Blessed are those who listen to me, watching daily at my doors, waiting at my doorway. For those who find me find life and receive favor from the Lord, but those who fail to find me harm themselves. All who hate me love death. Disregarding this wisdom, this knowledge, this omnipotence, this book is the road to death. But blessed, now there is that wonderful word, all of the great goodness of God towards us is conveyed in the word blessed. Blessed are those who, we call this a beatitude. This is one of the beatitudes in the Bible. Blessed are those who listen to me. How often? Watching daily at my doors, waiting at my doorway. Years ago, I thought this was a wonderful verse to describe a daily quiet time. We get up in the morning, or maybe it's during your lunch break, or maybe it's before you go to bed at night, but you sit down at your desk or your little reading table or maybe your chair or the swing on your back porch, and you say, this is my time just with the Lord, and it's just you and Him. And you say, Lord, give me some word today that will encourage me, that will teach me, that will correct me, that will 
strengthen me. And you start reading where you left off the day before. If you're like me, you have a mechanical pencil in your hand uh, or some colored pencils and you're ready to mark things up. Uh, you, uh, it doesn't matter whether you read one verse or 20 or 30 verses or two or three chapters or a whole book, uh, as long as you are just searching for food for your mind. And then the Lord will give you something for that day. Maybe some of the verses you'll memorize, uh, you'll turn them into prayer and say, thank you, Lord, for this word. Uh, I'm claiming it now. I'm claiming it for my children. I'm claiming it for my wife. Help me to put it into practice. And maybe some of those verses we memorize. And then we take that verse with us until 24 hours later, we meet with the Lord again. So this is, I think, what it means. Blessed are those who listen to me watching daily at my doors and waiting at my doorpost. And that's a promise. This is a series on promises. And the promise is that you will be blessed if you meet with the Lord every day and draw daily from his wisdom, watching daily at his doors and waiting at his doorway, just knocking and going in. And as Jesus said in Matthew 6, 6, closing the door and listening to and talking to your father who is in secret. So this is something about promises we can learn from the book of Proverbs chapter 8. God is absolutely, totally, instantly, intuitively omniscient. Out of his omniscience comes his wisdom, the ability to use that omniscience correctly. And he makes this wisdom available to us in the 66 books of the Bible. And this wisdom is available, it is beneficial, it is trustworthy, it is our most valuable possession. It teaches us how to live and how to rule and how to thrive. It is eternal in nature, and we are blessed when we listen to him daily and wait for him every single morning or whenever it is that you and your habit patterns of life meet with the Lord over his open book. Well, there is a benediction that I want to leave with you in just a moment. But first, let me remind you to check out my 60-second sermons. They're really 59-second sermons every single day on Facebook and Instagram. You can share them with your children for instant family devotions. Also, check out my blogs at robertjmorgan.com and especially this new book, God Works All Things Together for Your Good which also has with it a written and a downloadable curriculum and videos for uh, further enrichment and for small group studies. It's all available at robertjmorgan.com. Use the promo code Romans828 for a discount on the Romans828 materials. And until we meet again, may the God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May his peace and joy be with you, and may he cause you to thrive, and to thrive in the power of his word. And thank you. I hope you'll join me again next week. Mm -hmm.